Hello, this is Scott with the Android Guys podcast, and I'm sitting here with Luke. Hello. What's going on, brah? Not much. Just uh, another trip down memory lane. Yeah, this is... Android. How many have we done now? This is five or six? Five or six, yeah. Yep. This is uh, Gingerbread. Yes. Today we're going to talk about Android 2.3. And each time we get in our little time machine, we don't go back quite as far. Mm-hmm. But in these first couple of years or releases, we do have to go back quite a few times to the same year. Right. We're at uh, December 6, 2010. So we're only six, seven months since mm-hmm. the last release. And that's was kind of a trend from release. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's not uh, – it's – it was kind of interesting as we looked back to see that they were doing iterations multiple times a year. Now it feels like uh, if a company does that, they're very proactive. Yeah, uh, or they're like, are, are they just rushing to get things out? Right. Or are they not baked in fully? Uh, why, why the urgency? Right. And I, I think it was the you know the thing that we saw from Google. You know, there was the hints of like, why are they, why are they putting this out when it's not half done, or yeah, you know. But their their tendency has always been, uh, you know, release and iterate. Yeah, for everything. Uh, yeah, like Google Docs is a perfect example. Let's of get it out. Start with something, and we'll just improve it over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we lived through it, it felt like. It felt like they were farther apart. Yeah, these releases. Right. Um, and well, as I, I'm going through looking at a lot of the old content that we were publishing at the time, and there was a point in 2010 as I'm going through the articles, and one of the topics was uh, like a quote of Andy Rubin, who said that ultimately Android releases will get to an annual update. Right. And that felt at the time like it felt like it was annual. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it felt like, man, I just got this update, and now there's something else. Right. You know, it, it was... Well, we were in it, and, you know, it was... It, it's easy to look back now and, and look at, you know, a farther, a higher-up view, mm-hmm. the analogy is, a 10,000-foot view, and say, oh, yeah, it was it was a lot, it was fast, but when, when you're in it every day, looking at it, going... Man, this came out and has this. When am I going to get this update for this other mm-hmm. device? And you know, months feels way longer than really it is. Yeah, and that's part of that skewed perspective for me is knowing that something exists, mm-hmm. waiting for the update to hit a device that I already own. Right. And oh, you're telling me that 1.6 is out. Now we're talking about two, two point two. I'm still waiting on my 1.6. Right. I'm still waiting on my 2. And you're telling me that there's something coming out with 2.3 with other features. Like, that was a really tough thing at the time. Yeah. Especially for so many people who are, like, you know, enthusiasts Mm -hmm. and really plugged into the space that they want it. They want the latest and greatest. And there there wasn't really any – I still struggle to – to know why that yeah. was back then. I if I had to guess looking back it was just things were moving really quick. Yep. And there was a team doing all of it instead of maybe 
separate teams for separate things. And it was, yeah, we'll get these updates to these older devices Mm -hmm. as we can. Right. And there wasn't necessarily a dedicated, when this comes out, we need to make it usable on all all devices. And you have to look at it from the perspective of a hardware maker, you know, hey, we just started down this road of working on this with our device and we just got it finished and it works well and we've tested it and we're good to go. Mm -hmm. You guys are coming out with something else. You're killing us. And now, you know, you can see and did see at the time, you know, a lot of phone makers had to come out with these roadmaps and tell people on Twitter and blog posts, if you own these devices, you can look for this update. And it was like, there was a lot of almost like some kind of weird accountability mm-hmm. that people were holding them to. And yeah. that, that space was such an interesting thing at the time because yeah. it felt like we are all entitled to know. I dropped $200 on this thing. When am I getting these features? Right. Where today, if you think about it, you know, you ask the average person, you know, are you excited about Android 12? I don't know. What does it do the, for me? Yeah. The, the, the features have changed and slowed yeah. down a lot, but the Android is no longer such a niche thing where these people feel like it has to be, it's mine, I need it, and I want right. to you know, mold this device to me. But it's a it's an everyman operating system. It is, and yeah. People don't really know what powers it. They just mm-hmm. know Android. Yeah. Um, they don't know versions. They don't care. They don't. They couldn't tell you what kind of processor, or how much memory. They none of that matters. Right. But back in 2010, that seemed to be all that mattered. Right. And that's what we're doing with this series of the podcast is we're taking a look at Android's releases, um, the major ones over time, and we're looking at the historical context of what went into the platform, what was being added, uh, what didn't exist until a certain point Mm -hmm. and uh, then we'll also talk about maybe a device or two of that time right and again when you talk about the devices at that time and as we compare them now it's such an easy thing to do is just look at the bullet points right because it's just specs right it's an arms race it's a who can put the biggest the fastest the highest resolution or whatever where when you think of today's stuff and you think of the the phones that are being released, everything is about the experience. Right. And that's something that, you know, Apple was doing at this time, 2010. Mm-hmm. Everything, their ads that they ran, their um, anything that they promoted was about the experience. Mm-hmm. And as an Android user, it was, hey, we have that too, but we seemed to care more about the hardware, right. the benchmarks, the right. tests, and the we have this much memory and this capability. We have a SD card, and and I think maybe because be, the reason we were all focused on the the hard facts and the the specs was because the experience was so different across the board. Mm-hmm. We couldn't focus on experience because it was a different experience depending on what phone you had. Yeah. Um. But all of that to say, uh, it's been an interesting look back so far. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I, I enjoy doing this, and as I, you know, each time I start with another version of Android and kind of 
piece together the notes for the show, it kind of takes me back like, oh, man, I remember all of this so mm-hmm. clearly. And it gets more and more clear, of course. Right. I mean, but we're only really, from the the big scheme of things, we're about two years and some change. Two yeah. years, two months after the first Android phone. Yeah. And so this is iteration five of the OS. Yeah. So um, quite a quite a lot has changed. Yeah. Uh, so we're talking December sixth, two thousand ten, the official uh, date that I have here. The uh, what the format that we've gone with so far is before we dive into the Android side of things, let's kind of uh, take people back to what life was like in the U.S. Sure. or around the world. Uh, as far as pop culture yeah. and some of the things that were happening at the time. Luke, what was going on uh, at the movie theater in uh, 2010? So December of 2010, we saw um, Tangled, the Disney Tangled, uh, the animated movie, uh, which is very underrated. If you haven't seen mm-hmm. it, it's a gem. It's pretty fun for it for an animated family movie. Um, Love and Other Drugs was another m- movie making its rounds in the theater. And then uh, the big one was Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. So this was the the end of the era, you know? Yeah. It was... Uh, was this one of the first movies or series to split the yes. last story? Yes. To see like a... Because I know Twilight oh, did that. Oh, there's a... You're, the theater's actually giving us a cliffhanger. Like you, you yeah. saw it in the name, Deathly Hallows Part One. You go, oh wow, okay. You're so, not going to give me the conclusion, yeah. Yet. And now we've seen that. You know, the 2010. We're in, you know, 2021 now. Right. We've seen that multiple times. Um, but yeah, this might have been one of the first. I can't remember uh, exactly, but I, I do feel like this was one of the first to actually, mm-hmm. uh, you know, boldly boldly say, "Yeah, this is just part of the story. The rest is coming." Yeah. What was going on on television? Uh, so the last episode of Larry King Live. That's a big one. Is a staple. It's yeah. One of those has been a part of your life, and then you realize how long it's been since he's not been a part of your life. Right. And then to contrast that, Conan on TBS. Wow. So we had the whole debacle. Yeah, we had talked about that in a previous episode. Right. It was his last episode. And then this was the first. He found he found a place, found a home on TBS. And, you know, now we know as of as of recording now, he's, he's off. That's over. He's done. Um, so there was that there was, uh, within weeks of this release was the debut of storage wars. Remember that show? Oh my gosh. On the history channel. Um, there was the, the debut of the walking dead series, which now is coming to an end that, I mean, that's crazy to think, um, that that started, you know, it, it feels mm-hmm. like one of those shows that's always been on, been such a part of pop culture. It's, it brought zombies to the forefront. Mm-hmm. You know, zombies were that like kind of niche monster kind of thing. It was, it was before it was all low budget and you had like, yeah, you know, Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Romero stuff. And but this was like well, it, Frank Darabont, man, yeah. the guy, the showrunner was they they took it very seriously. AMC. Yeah. And, yeah. 
this is you know towards the end of Mad Men and mm-hmm. Breaking Bad, and mm-hmm. it's like we're gonna put some money into it. Right now, I can give you a full podcast on my feelings for the show, sure. And how that has evolved over time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was on TV. Um, there's one more TV thing that happened. Oh yeah, I'm and, looking at and it. And you only you only maybe care if you're where we are in in the U.S. We're mm-hmm. in Ohio, uh, and this was the first game of LeBron against the Cavs. After, that's a tough. That's after a, the decision. Yeah, that's you a, know that as a fan, right? You know, living. 45 minutes from Cleveland. Yeah. That's, you know, that was a first go around. Yeah. And then he left. And then to come back and play against them just felt so weird. It was. It was very. And I was, I mean, I was a LeBron fan through all of it. I'm a fan of LeBron. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm obviously a Cavs fan. I love the Cavs. But LeBron is an incredible player, incredible person. Um. And it was it was weird. I understood the decision. I understood why he did it. It still didn't feel good. No. And and it was a very strange thing to watch is, you know, him coming back against this team that, you know You were supposed to be here for us forever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so yeah, it was uh that that was that was T V around that time and then if we're going, you know, the next thing we do is music. If we're going to music, um, there was uh, Fireworks by Katy Perry was on the billboard. Um, there was Raise Your Glass by Pink. Man. And uh, Like a G6. Party <laughs> movement. Uh, so like, so where, where are the Far East movement now or where is that, uh, that group? farther east maybe (laughs) what a that was such a hot yeah weird thing yeah for i mean just a moment and it's weird uh, thinking back you know and i i bet this is not the last time we'll say this and going through this series i feel like we're starting to see changes in in other industries Mm -hmm. as we look back on just this android timeline of this is where we started seeing just more more blips more yeah. like fire, flash in the pan, kind of hot single, and then nothing. Where we're, we're yeah. used to seeing on Billboard for the most part up until this time, like staples, yeah, things that were established. These, these at, artists that had careers, yeah, you know, or you could see, oh, this is the beginning of a career, and now we've seen them since then go on and on. But some of these were like, man, this was the song that everybody knew. Mm-hmm. Where are they now? I was thinking about that today as uh, I was going through my head of, you know, the discussion and how things have changed and how we were in the cell phone industry, you know, back in 2003, 2004, Mm -hmm. and ringtones were this huge thing. Yeah. And there was like a whole industry of of creating ringtones and selling them for like a buck a piece. And now we're at this point where things have shifted and evolved and i was thinking there are so many songs that we're going to hear in 10 years or look back on and go oh my god you remember when that was on every tiktok right or every instagram video right for like four months and yeah and then you know back back now in 2010 you're 
you the thought would be, oh, you remember when everybody has that as a ringtone? Yeah, firework. Everybody's phone ringing, or yeah. that you couldn't escape that song. And yeah, two thousand ten, people were cutting up MP3s and putting them right. on their phone because now an it's app. Now I feel like if I'm anywhere and I hear a phone ring, it's weird. If I hear somebody's phone play a song, yeah, like something off the radio, I look at them like, really? Yeah. You, you couldn't find something on your phone? I barely ever hear a ringtone anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I think, granted, just because everybody's just texting more. Sure. You barely, you barely hear anybody take a call. You yeah. You see people calling on the phone still. Yeah. But um, the amount, and, but it seems like every time I see somebody answer a phone, it's it's just a buzz in their pocket. Mm-hmm. feels like we've gotten into this, I don't. I don't need everybody to know I'm getting a call. Yeah. That's a that's an interesting evolution. Right? Yeah. You can't say when that started. Yeah. Or how that started, but yeah. Um so yeah, that's that's a look at at December of 2010 kind of getting your head in the in the mind space of all right, this is the world we were living in. So if you're old enough, if you're our age sure. or thereabouts or older, you can kind of go back and go, "Oh, yeah." I remember that. Right. So this is where Android 2.3 Gingerbread comes onto the scene and introduces some new features that they're building into the platform. Yes. Now, some of these we've seen kind of sprinkled along the way, but mm-hmm. they were done by the phone makers right. saying, hey, we we did this. We added a fix or we saw right. a problem we created a solution for. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about some of the features. And again, if you've listened to these there may have been features that you looked at or that were important to you along the way that sure. we didn't discuss. Sure. These are kind of just bigger ones yeah. that we find. And uh, some of these are pretty exhaustive lists. Yeah. So for us to to try to trim those um, to down to like six that were the most right. important. Um, in the first generations of Android – there were a lot of consumer-facing changes. Yeah, where today becomes a little bit more about the APIs and the mm-hmm. you know the the backside of things. Sure, and uh, it's it, again that's one of those things where as things slow, you can't constantly iterate with all of these flashy like now my phone can do this. Right. Yeah. There's not as much innovation anymore, mm-hmm. as much as just quality of life improvement. Right. Um. What were some of the innovations that we saw? Uh, I mean, things like the one that jumped out to me as I'm looking at this list is just because of where we are today is support for NFC. Yep. You like know. tap to pay is everywhere. Yeah. Mobile pay, Android pay, Google pay, Samsung pay, all of whatever you call it, whatever version it's gone through. This was really the kind of like that, hey, this is a this is a technology. Right. This, you know, near field communication, you had to kind of tell people what it is. Like, right. This is being built into Android. Okay, what does that mean? Yeah. And then we were starting to see, I mean, it was, it just wasn't available everywhere either. You know, even though your phone had it, if you were, you know, had a, a flagship device or a newer mm-hmm. device that, that had this, um, that didn't mean you could use it either. Yeah. I remember, uh, I, I remember, I think between me and you... Or, or possibly me and Sean, there was a, a text going of, hey, man, I just paid for McDonald's with my phone. It actually worked. Yeah. Like, oh, really? 
Yep. Yeah, they have the terminal set now for for NFC. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and and Samsung would come out a while later and say that you know on our particular devices, Samsung Pay, our solution works in places that you've already been paying for things. Right. There's no additional things now. Right. Just use your phone, where it might be like, well, I don't know if it supports this. Yeah. Android one or the whatever, but NFC was, you know, also used for or is used for sharing files between yep. each other. Um, also being able to pair yeah a, a device. So NFC, you would see that in some generations of headphones mm-hmm. where you would just tap, and that's what gets your device talking. Yep, uh, easier than trying to go into Bluetooth pairing mode. We saw more apps with the capability of like bump to share contacts. Yeah, things like that. And we would see that later with Android mm-hmm. and another feature coming down the road. Yep, that they actually kind of internally or they branded that right uh, as something between android devices right uh, so nfc is one that is definitely being used today right. and it's definitely something that we just kind of assume was always part it's of it there yeah yeah so for a while when you would talk about devices being announced and released nfc was one of those things you would make sure to call out right it has that chip or that right. capability to read those things um, other things are uh, where we're seeing larger displays. So uh, for support for extra large displays, like uh, 20, 1280 by 800 displays. Which, you know, we're now moved beyond HD, the 720. Right. Now it's, wow, 800, you know, yeah. that's a really high resolution. Yeah. Uh, and still at that point that I can say that people can discern the difference. Sure. We do get to a point right around here where after that, it's just kind of like, I'm just going to have to trust you. Yeah. I, I understand that the resolution's better. Um, they're, you know, jumping way ahead when you get into these super high resolutions. Right. You start to see that for Google goggles yeah. and being able to do these VR and AR mm-hmm. stuff. So this is, you know, this opens the door to things that are about twice the resolution of what phones were the right. year before right? Uh, at the platform level. This isn't to say we were seeing our first phones with 1280 by 800, but this is something that says Android supports it right? by default. Right. Um, next down that list is uh, support for multiple cameras. So, so last episode we talked about some front-facing cameras mm-hmm. on devices, and the, the age of the selfie was becoming more and more popular. Um, so this was baked in to Android then right. for multiple devices because before that it was carriers were having to uh, figure out how to make that work with right. their hardware uh, or device makers. I mm-hmm. mean. Um, other things, improved keyboard. Yeah, these things. are these are some of the quality of life kind of things that right. the, the keyboard now gives you uh, copy and paste capability. Which is weird to think that it wasn't standard across the board. It might have, you know, it was in phones. Yeah. It was in the browser. Yep. Um, but the ability to kind of like select and highlight, copy, and paste within the keyboard. Yeah. Instead of like within the system. Excuse that background noise there. Um, that was an interesting thing for me was it, it felt like it just opened the door to so much like, yes. oh my gosh, this is so much better now yeah. to do this. 
Uh, and then suggestions right. with your keyboard that seem to get smarter mm-hmm. and give you the ability to, um, you know, recommend things for you. It felt more like it got you. Right. And it was like unique and learning you. Yeah. Uh, and then one of the big ones was the voice input. Mm-hmm. You know, you could bake that into keyboards. These are quality of life things. These yeah. are also things that today we don't think twice about. Yeah. Yeah. But. At a certain point, it had to be supported, right? And or introduced to say, okay, going forward, we have a solution that mm-hmm. you know is is built into Android. Yeah. The uh, and there's just uh, the other two real quick. Um, we're just more quality of life. A, a download manager, mm-hmm. so you could see you know what you had downloaded or to. Uh, pause download sometimes you would have if you're uh this i think we're still in the world of of apks mm-hmm. and had um you could get programs and software from other things outside of the play store still yep and so you could manage those downloads a little bit better or see where that stuff was versus yeah, to be able to go in and say i don't know where these go right after i downloaded it this pdf mm-hmm uh, yeah, I looked at it, but I got to keep going back to the website because I don't know where it is on right. my phone. Or download again. Would yeah. you like to download again? Yeah. So like, now no, I just would like to find it. Yeah, I want to read it. Yeah. <laughs> so this gave a, a centrally located place to kind of see those things and you can go back to them. Right. Uh, and then if you needed to kind of move them throughout your device. Right. And then the last thing is just improved power management. Yeah, this is one of those things where you start to see – maybe with each version of Android going forward is that optimization. Yes. More efficient battery, mm-hmm. more efficient ways of turning off things that you're not using. Right. Without really like shutting down multitasking. Yeah. But just ways of saying, hey, the processors that we're using are improved. The apps that we're using are, you know, we're able to kind of work so that these things don't close on themselves. Right. Uh, force closing was still one of those things mm-hmm. where at this yeah. point you could be in the middle of doing something, typing or playing a game, and it would just close. Right. Uh, and that, I mean, that's super frustrating. So yeah. power management. Uh, and then also the ability to kind of set some things like, uh, you know, I want my phone to go to sleep at certain times or right. set, uh, you know, apps that don't have to always be mm-hmm. constantly syncing and refreshing right you start to give the user more control over their device yeah uh so for actual devices yeah the, the one that i you know we have here in front of us at the time uh this was a, a an interesting one um you know there obviously at at this point in android's history we, we see you know multiple devices rolling out per year from most of the manufacturers right these aren't necessarily devices, you know, we don't talk about the the best of the time or the one that really kind of like changed the game, but something that just kind of says, here's what was happening. Yeah. Um, and we also started to see, you know, we talked about in the past, as Google would introduce a new version of Android, now they're starting to introduce devices mm-hmm. that say, hey, here's where we think the smartphone industry should be. Mm-hmm. Here's where we think Android as a platform and hardware, you know, where we think users 
should be. Right. Uh, maybe not so much as latest and greatest, but here's the new benchmark. Yeah. Uh, and for this one, it was the Nexus S. Mm-hmm. What was the S? What was special about the S? Oh, that was uh, Samsung. Yeah. That was a that was a a, a thing, man. It yeah. felt really interesting to see the the biggest handset maker. At least in Android, mm-hmm. uh, make a branded or a I don't even know what I want to call this, but make the device for or with Google. Yeah, it it was a very strange partnership because it was we had seen just Samsung devices. Yeah. Um, but this didn't ha- – it wasn't like a Samsung Nexus, which is what you would assume it'd be called. Right. It was just the Nexus S. Yeah. And that was an interesting thing because, you know, previously we saw Google opt to sell their own phones through their web store. Right. And they had done some unlocked things mm-hmm. along the way. Unlocked phones were still – you know, for another few years, one of those things that are just, if you don't know what they are, you kind of not sure if it's legal. Yeah. You don't well, know. And they were it, still premium because yeah. we were still, we still had subsidized handsets. There was um, confusion it, around the idea of what does unlocked even mean yeah. um, and whether or not it was like, is that a jailbroken phone? Did yeah. I do something that avoids the warranty? Right. Yeah. How, how do how, I get my hands on one? Where's the support come from if I have a problem? Yeah. So Google has long championed that. Yeah. Um, and that was something that the Nexus S was available as a retail device. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sold it for about five thirty, which seems to be the kind of the going rate so yeah. far for like the the Nexus One mm-hmm. and like their developer phone for the G One or the yep. the Dream. Um, this one was sold through Sprint. Yes, this was a really interesting thing. Yeah, um, you know they had given T Mobile kind of the. HTC and the Google love for the mm-hmm. first generation or two. But then now we're moving into Sprint, who at the time was the third largest carrier. Right. Well, we saw the Droid, which was the Verizon. Right. Um, we had So the, the Droid was the first CDMA. Yeah. Um, and then Sprint was also CDMA. It wasn't GSM. Well, there was the Hero. Sprint so, had oh, the right. Hero. Yeah, there was the Hero. To have Android-supported right. CDMA. Right. But it was just a weird – like. Why not go to AT and T? Right. What What's going on there? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what that. I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't even begin to kind of like scratch that. But this was one that you could get through Sprint mm-hmm. for two hundred dollars, which was again about what people expected to spend on a smartphone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit about the Nexus S in terms of features. Um, so it was a four-inch display, eight hundred by four eighty, which was. Uh, what we had seen before, there mm-hmm. it was. It was nothing special, especially with seeing, uh, you know, gingerbread. We just said uh, supporting twelve eighty by eight hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was okay. This is we've seen this. Um, it had four hundred twelve megabytes of RAM, five twelve or five. Yep, <laughs> five twelve, um, and then sixteen gig storage. Um, Those but, seem to be a pretty decent step forward. Yeah, not bad at all. Um, and oh. that, that was one of the things that I liked about it because it 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 was like okay so here's here's where Samsung makes this phone interesting right and f- up until then I think from Samsung we had seen 
eight gigs with expandable. Yeah. Um, so this was 16 gigs and then it had a one gigahertz Samsung processor, mm -hmm. the, uh, Exynos, Exynos. Um, and it was cool. It was cool to see one gig from mm -hmm. a carrier. Uh, it was, it was like, Oh, okay. This, this might start being a standard thing. Yeah. There was the Snapdragon, was it S or a Snapdragon mm -hmm. first generation and it felt like for a long time we were at 528, 600 megahertz. Yep. The new generation is now we're at a gigahertz. Yeah. And, we're, you know, we expect from going forward, you can't say you're a flagship phone or you can't compete at the high end right. unless you have that, that one gigahertz at that time. Right. It also had a five megapixel rear camera. Uh, with a VGA front camera, so multi multi camera, mm -hmm. which was supported, and uh, it, the five megapixel was was the higher end at that time. Yep, uh, it was a nice camera, um, and, if, and then to pair with that, uh, with all the phone could do, it had a fifteen hundred milliamp per hour battery, mm -hmm. which was uh, really good for that. Yeah, I mean that when you pair that with the improved power management, you mm -hmm. kind of feel like you're winning. Yeah twice right like hey this is a bigger battery and it's improved power so mm -hmm. i should definitely be you know in hindsight we look back and think man it did improve things but we still had to charge our phones mm -hmm. multiple times a day we were playing games and doing all these things that we could never do before right so we're spending all this time on these devices right. more and more yep uh and then it had nfc support yes uh which was you know another that was where the Oh hey, I can do this stuff with my phone. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the future of not having, you know, everything is in my hand. I don't have to pull my wallet out for things. Yeah, that was the beginning of, uh, of where we are now. Yep. What the the last feature we have here too is something that I feel like was really cool. That's yeah. That's why I saved it for the last yeah. because it was. It, but then if you go too far in this direction. It's a pain in your butt. Exactly. We're talking about the display, yes. uh, the glass that protected the screen. Yeah, it was a slightly contoured curved display. Which looked very intentional, mm -hmm. very kind of like this is a design choice. Sleek, futuristic. Yeah. It was it, like, oh, it kind of curved. kind of cool. It, yeah, it added curves in different directions. Mm -hmm. And when you kind of look at the phone... It felt nice to have on your hand, mm -hmm. you know, in your hand and kind of like swipe across. Yeah. And you go today where almost at a point where swung the pendulum back yeah. because these screens would wrap around too much mm -hmm. and lead to kind of like unregistered swipes and touches right. or phantom things or, right. you know, holding it just in your hand is feels like you're actually touching the display. Mm -hmm. But at the time, this was a first yeah and it was definitely something you would it was remarkable it was you would oh let me see look at that yeah. that's really cool looking. yeah um did you ever spend any time with an XSS? uh i i had a buddy that had one mm -hmm. and i remember it was uh i mean that was the first thing that caught my eye i was like wow this it was like a, a it was like a smooth pebble yeah, like it, a, it, it reminded me of like a luxury car mm -hmm. idea i'm like oh this is this is different than everything else yeah um 
I, you know, you look at the specs and you're like, okay, yeah, this is this mm-hmm. is pretty standard. But when you see it, you're like, oh, yeah, here, hold okay. this thing. What yeah. do you think? Like, like oh, I, I like that. I, yeah, I really. This is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it 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 felt like they were, you know. It's so easy at the time to just make a boring slab phone. Yeah. And this felt like an intentional step into a different direction Mm -hmm. of this, this can, these can be premium. Right. These can look premium. Right. You know, and the definition of premium materials has changed over the years, but this was a device that looked like, hey, I like where. Samsung is going. Mm-hmm. I like where Android is going. Uh, I like the marriage between the two of these. Uh, it was. It was for me. It was. Um, I reviewed one mm-hmm. for, for the site. I liked it. Um, I didn't appreciate pairing it to Sprint. Sure. And I think that I. I don't know how things would have changed over the years had they gone with, you know, strictly unlocked mm-hmm. or through a different carrier, but. I, I don't know, I, I you know I, I was just at the time and, and it could be completely based off of where I live and use the phone. Right. Yeah. I, Sprint I, just didn't work well for us. Right. And I think that I think maybe that was most of it because in our market, um, mm-hmm. so you know Northeast Ohio area, is um, has been always you know spotty for certain carriers depending on where you are yeah i mean and it's across the board doesn't matter what carrier it is Mm -hmm. everybody has their problems and it's real easy you know most of most of the tech news that of that time was from people in major cities yeah so um it was really easy to say uh it or to not have problems because there was coverage for every carrier yeah People in San Francisco or New York, right? It's it's going to be about the same yeah. as another carrier. Doesn't Just, matter. So your headline is it's available here. It's through this carrier, right? Uh, and that was something that um, you know I I don't know with at the time Android is still kind of trying to build a brand. Yep, and still trying to get out from the difference between what's a Droid and what's an Android, and right? that um so with this being offered through sprint or unlocked it obviously didn't sell like crazy Mm -hmm. uh but it was one of those situations where if you wanted it you had to spend 530 bucks if you wanted to put it with t-mobile or at&t and it was another case of a niche market uh, Android is this isn't an everyman phone yet. This right. isn't you know it's priced in line with everything else, right. but it just it's kind of flat. Yeah. In the big scheme of things, and that's some kind of that's kind of a trend that we'll see from mm-hmm. the Nexus phones and even some of the Pixels is they're never top selling phones of the year. Right. But they tend to have some kind of like interesting features about them. Right. Uh, Luke, I don't have anything else to add here for. 2.3 gingerbread to you no it was uh it was a good release yeah um it it did some really cool things as far as getting some standard things into android as like hey this is going to be a part of android now yeah um but yeah for the most part it was it was quality of life yeah uh and they were good changes and they were needed changes needed additions but um 
I, yeah, the last thing I will say is it did feel kind of iterative mm-hmm. instead of like a big man. Finally, right? It just kind of felt like maintenance release. Sure, but like, hey, I'm glad these are here. Right, not uh, just sprinkle these things out. Some of these features that were you know introduced in along the way can almost be like over the air updates now. Sure, you know so, some of the stuff that we didn't cover, but the things that were baked in can now be kind of pushed out as part of like a monthly patch or things. Right. So uh, it's going to do it for me. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Luke. We'll see you again next week when we talk about Android 3.0. Honeycomb. Honeycomb. See you guys. See you.